I'm Ron Crows. This is a podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares began the week with a bang ahead of the release of the country's latest inflation and growth figures. As Michelle Ong tells us, the local market is also getting extra tailwind from the earnings stream. Philippine shares raced out of the gates Monday, closing back above the stubborn resistance of 8,000. This ahead of key economic data, inflation on Tuesday, and the third quarter GDP on Thursday. Inflation, we expect uh, a slight uptick uh, for uh, the month uh, for the month of uh, October, but which is which in and of itself is not a, a bad thing. It's uh, at least a sign that there's activity spending, you know, uh, driving uh, prices up a little bit. Uh, third quarter GDP. Uh, at best, maybe 6%, uh, you know, uh, falling below maybe uh, the expectations of uh, uh, government uh, and all. No? But uh, again, uh, these are still strong numbers. Uh, the third quarter is still a catch-up quarter. We're still seeing a little bit of uh, weakness in terms of lending growth. You know, um, it hasn't recovered yet to a level where we'd like. So probably, you know, consensus forecast of around 58 5.9% for 3Q probably is correct. In COL case, Financial says it's keeping year, its technical target of 8,600 for this year, given decent domestic data. Considering the central bank's policy rate and triple R cuts, that number should even be higher. The only question is, when will sentiment turn for the better? Another source of inspiration, strong third quarter results from blue chips like SM Prime and Security Bank as the earnings season shifts into high gear. The property arm of the SM Group posted a 22% jump in net income to 8.3 billion pesos, bringing profit in the first nine months of the year to nearly 28 billion. Regina Capital says this is a beat thanks to a stable performance of the mall segment and a spike in the contribution from its residential business. Meanwhile, Security Bank reported a 22% jump in net income in the third quarter of the year, citing continued expansion of retail loans, low-cost deposits, and disciplined pricing of wholesale loans. This is a decent recovery from the weakness seen in 2018. Third quarter earnings uh, are looking encouraging. Uh, so, you know, uh, fourth quarter is traditionally a strong quarter for uh, uh, all, m most counters. So, you know, um, we should uh, look at a, a fairly good stretch uh, towards the end of the year. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. Philippine Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez strikes an upbeat tone on the fate of the local economy. The finance chief expecting a rebound in the country's third quarter GDP print. Dominguez also confident the Philippines can still reach the lower end of its full-year economic growth target for the year. We are certainly in a very good position to uh, hit the uh, lower end of the target of uh, 6 to 7% uh, this year. Lower end, unfortunately, because we had a five-month delay in the approval of the budget, uh, and also we had uh, the problem of uh, the law that uh, does not allow us during election period to start new infrastructure projects. Third quarter GDP growth numbers are due out on the 7th of November.
No more rate cuts from the Philippine Central Bank for the rest of the year. That's according to Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno, who says the monetary authority will pause easing both interest rates and reserve requirement ratio for banks. For 2019, the central bank has cut the triple R of banks by 4% and reduced interest rates by 75 basis points amid easing inflation. It has two monetary policy meetings left for this year on November 14th and December 12th. We'll, we'll pause for a while uh, and then maybe uh, review the situation again again next early next year. Uh, so there will be no, um, no more policy cuts this year and uh, no more uh, relaxation of the reserve requirement. Diokno, meanwhile, sees October inflation staying below 1%, citing low oil prices and a minimal impact from the African swine fever. As for the full-year GDP, Diokno's forecast, an expansion of at least 6%. The Philippine Treasury Bureau is still finalizing the details for the sale of at least 3 billion pesos or over $59 million in one-year prize bonds. That's despite the agency's target launch of mid-November. The prize bonds can be purchased for as low as 500 pesos. Each bond will pay out a quarterly coupon rate while offering holders a chance to win up to a million pesos or nearly $20,000 in prizes. But National Treasurer Rosalia de Leon says they are still looking for partners who can offer other rewards. And aside from state-run lenders, Development Bank of the Philippines and Land Bank of the Philippines, de Leon says they are also looking at other banks that could offer the bonds online. The proposed tax hikes on alcohol and e-cigarettes likely to sail smoothly in the Philippine Senate. As Warren de Guzman tells us, the measure is expected to be passed before Christmas. A rally to raise excise taxes on alcohol and electronic cigarettes greeted lawmakers Monday morning as the Senate resumed session after a one-month recess. The rally was launched by the National Syntax Coalition in support of Senator Pia Cayetano Senate Bill 1074, which seeks to align the tax rate on heated tobacco products and vape with traditional cigarettes and significantly raise the tax on alcoholic beverages. Cayetano says she is very hopeful the measure will pass before Christmas. Wala pa naman akong na-meet na, na senator na nagsabing hindi sila magsusupport. Christmas gift sana natin sa mga kababayan natin. The National Syntax Coalition, including the Action on Smoking and Health Philippines and Social Watch Philippines, believe the measure is vital in discouraging the consumption of such products, particularly by the youth, which they believe is being targeted by e-cigarettes and heated tobacco through various flavors, including candy and fruit. But Finance Undersecretary Carl Chua, as well as Senator Cayetano, admit even with the passage of the law, they expect the products will remain in demand. It's not only the price or the tax that determines demand. It's population growth, it's income growth, and we are upper-middle-income country next year. So all of these contribute to demand. Cayetano is banking on the demand to help raise much-needed funding for health initiatives, including the universal health care law, which has an estimated funding shortfall of 63 billion pesos. All that remains, she says, is which rates to adopt. The Finance Department's projections show the House version of the bill, House Bill 1026, would result in incremental revenues of 16.3 billion pesos in 2020, while Senate Bill 1074 would result in 47.9 billion, three times the total of the lower House's proposal, and the difference would increase further until 2024. Meanwhile, Cayetano says her committee is also ready to move forward with CITIRA, 
or the Corporate Income Tax and Incentives Rationalization Act. She says they are just waiting for the Finance Department to conclude discussions with stakeholders, which includes the Philippine Economic Zone Authority. Peza previously told ABS-CBN that it would push for the law to retain gross income earned taxes for existing locators to help them transition between the old and new incentives regimes. This is something House of Representatives Committee on Ways and Means Chairman Joy Salceda says he would oppose. GIE is a devil. Chua, however, says they remain open to all proposals. They can discuss with the senator. The hires in taxes will be taken up in the Senate plenary session Tuesday. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. A reprieve for motorists as local oil firms announce another fuel price cut that's set to take effect Tuesday. But as Alvin El Chico reports, power rates are likely to go up in November. Another round of oil price rollback beginning Tuesday morning. While the price reductions are in smaller increments these past few weeks, it already accumulated to more than 2 pesos per liter for diesel and almost 3 pesos for gasoline and kerosene. The Energy Department says ample oil supply in recent weeks continues to push down prices at the international market. Tumaas ang inventaryo ng United States dahil sa na-delay yung resolution ng trade war between United States and China. While the DOE welcomes the hefty reduction in fuel prices in Baguio City, oil firms still need to answer government's show-cause orders against gas stations that sell higher-priced petroleum. Meanwhile, Meralco's electricity rates are likely to go up in November due to the two-day yellow alert or thinning power reserve within this billing period. Tingin namin sa charges sa wholesale electricity spot market OSM maaaring tumaas dahil yung nagdaang supply month, uh, medyo challenge yung uh, ilang araw dun sa uh, naturang uh, supply situation. Another yellow alert was raised in Luzon Grid Monday afternoon due to the unscheduled shutdown of two power plants. But the DOE says this won't cause a power outage. Ibig sabihin ng yellow alert na ito, wala namang magkakaroon ng, ano, ng uh, power interruption because of the supply. Dahil merong sapat na supply, manipis lang yung reserva natin. Overall, the grid lost more than 4,800 megawatts of electricity Monday due to the scheduled and unscheduled maintenance shutdown as well as derated power plants. But even if the plant shutdown does not result in power outages, lingering yellow alerts can push electricity prices up at the spot market, eventually making its way to consumers' bills. Alvin El Chico, ABS-CBN News. And that's Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive contents of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for joining us.